What's up, everyone? Welcome to Beyond the Sweat, the show where I sit down with ambitious individuals who are not only sweaty, but incredibly insightful and share a love for embracing challenge, moving with purpose, and constantly striving for growth. By holding these conversations, my goal is to introduce you to the strongest people I know in and out of the fitness industry and showcase who they are beyond their hard work and perseverance to better help you shine through your own sweaty endeavors. I'm your host, Megan Clare, and with that, let's get to it. All right, so today we are taking a trip down to... South sunny Tampa, Florida, where I'm interviewing two local fitness legends who co-founded this unicorn of a community called Union 3, located conveniently downstairs from my mom's condo um, in downtown Tampa. Union 3 offers indoor cycling, yoga, boot camp, and stretch classes. Uh, Their mission is to create a space where people feel comfortable transforming into the best versions of themselves while building relationships with like-minded and inspiring individuals. How cool is that? Pretty cool in my opinion. (laughs) In my experience interacting with this community and with these two brilliant individuals, that statement is not just for show. Union 3 is one of those places where you don't feel weird chatting up a stranger next to you in class. And that truly takes a special kind of leadership to create that kind of space. So I cannot wait to dive deeper into the story behind the studio and behind these two beautiful bright leaders. I'm talking about none other than the ultimate power couple, Danny and Frank Nicholas. Hey guys, how are you? I know that intro. (laughs) It's easy. You're hired as our new hype hype team. Certified hype woman. Right. Also shout out Carrie Claire, your mom. Oh my gosh. I mean, hey, she introduced me to you guys. So real one. That's the best part. The connections are the best part. So fun. Crazy. (laughs) I love that. Well, just like any sweat session on the show, we like to start out with a warm up. So in your own words, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and what is it that you do? So I am Frank Nicholas. Uh, I was born in Miami, grew up in Tampa, Florida. Uh, grew up playing all kinds of sports, baseball, football, uh, ended up going to Tallahassee at Florida State University where I played football for four years and then moved to Austin, Texas for seven years where I was working a tech job during the day. And then in mornings and nights, I picked up uh, coaching cycling and I've been coaching now for probably a little under eight years. Uh, and then now we live in back home. We moved back home in uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, where I am a business owner, a husband, a son, and now a dad, which is the <laughs> best the best role yet. Yes. And I am Danielle. Most people call me Danny. Um, and I also grew up in Tampa. I was born here. Uh, Frank and I met, gosh, I think in middle school, um, knew each other for a long time. Tampa's not that big. There's not a ton of high schools to go to. Um, so you pretty much know everyone. Um, and when he played football in high school, I also cheered. Um, so I cheered for quite some time. I was a gymnast prior to that, uh, loved cheering. I did it competitively as well. Um, so I do have that little athletes background also, but when I went off to college, it was no more, no more cheering for me. I was done with that (laughs) stuff. Um, I actually ended up moving to Austin, uh, after college as well. So we got engaged, um, about a year and a half, two years Mm -hmm. uh, to me living in Austin, I pretty much was taking his cycle class every single week, three times a week. That was my routine. 
Um, and I fell in love with it as well. So when we decided to move to Tampa to do the studio, he started training me. Uh, we were actually training in the, our apartment gym in Austin on like one of these really, really old stationary bikes. We shared an AirPod, like AirPods, and he was training me for like two months before we moved to Tampa oh so that when we opened, I was already ready to go because we didn't really have any coaches yet. And we had no bikes. Uh, we had yeah, nothing. Yeah, we had nothing. So oh my just goodness. funny. Yeah. And then we are also recent parents. We just actually celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary on the 24th of February. So five years married and a six, seven-month-old baby. She's seven-month-old. <sighs> months old today. So, <laughs> so sweet. I know I forgot to mention in your intro that you did just bring in Millie into the world. So congrats to you too. Thank and you. congrats. Welcome to Millie. <laughs> yeah, the best. Oh, so sweet. Um, well, you two have taken on two major roles in your lives that are both driven by love and passion. Um, first co-founding union three, which we'll get into and then bringing your first child into the world. Um, so how has it been navigating parenthood while simultaneously operating your business together? About as challenging as you would imagine, probably it's, uh, it's a challenge, but it's one of those things. And it sounds so cliche to say you kind of just figure it out because it's mm -hmm. something like we love, like truly love the studio and the community we built there. And those people, I mean, we're there seven days a week. So those people are our friends. And we tell people like, hey, you know, if you want to hang out with us, you can come take a class and we can hang out after because we're going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. So we love the studio, which is its own labor of love. And then obviously Millie is the best. It's it's you know, we both work from home. So it's a little bit of a handoff here, handoff there. And, mm -hmm. you know, Danielle probably is is more hands on and needed real time just for feedings and stuff like that. So she can probably talk a little bit about what her perspective been, but mine's been, it's been a lot of work, but so, so worth it and very fulfilling. Yeah. I think our story in general, and I'm sure we'll get into it is we, I feel like we always leave a little space for the unknown just so mm -hmm. we can't be super surprised by something or if our plan is thrown off course, it's not as scary mm -hmm. to reroute. Yeah. Um, obviously, again, we'll probably get into it more, but we opened 16 days before COVID. Um, and that alone was truly like the biggest thrown off course thing to happen to anybody in the world, oh right? Um, yeah. Much less someone who decides to open a fitness studio where you're sweating on top of each other and all of a sudden nobody wants to even remotely come close to or one another the anymore. Room, yeah, right? <laughs> um, so that was like probably the first really big, I mean, even pulling behind that, I remember when we were both at FSU, um, I was such a, a homebody, like, and I love my family and so does he. I mean, we're so fortunate mm -hmm. to have both of our families here in Tampa. It's mm -hmm. incredibly rare, right? When you're married to someone and you have both sets of in-laws, you have everybody basically in one place. He has two brothers who have kids. I have a brother who has kids and they are, everyone's here. <laughs> um, so it's great, right? Mm -hmm. So every time we came down for holidays and stuff, we, we just felt that feeling of, wow, it, it's so fun to be a part of this mm -hmm. with everyone and not miss mm -hmm. out on these big events. Um, so I remember when we were in college and he had gotten this job offer to move to Austin, I still had two years left in school. So I essentially was like, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I verbatim told him, and I remember this conversation in my little college apartment with my roommates, they weren't there, but they were like in the living room while we were having this heart to heart in my room. And I remember telling him verbatim that I was not going to move to Texas. I had never been there. And all I envisioned in Texas was tumbleweeds everywhere. <laughs> um, and so I just remember saying, like, you can go and I'll visit you for these next two years while we figure it out. But when I graduate, we're going to go back to Florida. 
Um, lo and behold, I went to Austin and the first time I went, I was like, mm-hmm. well, there's obviously a reason why this happened the way it did, because I fell in love with that city. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge, huge thing for me to get up and move away. Mm-hmm. Um, my family was devastated. Like they couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it at times, but it was one of those mm-hmm. things again, where it was kind of like, I have to leave a little space, right. For like my plan to go off course, because without Austin and without starting there, um, we wouldn't have anything we have mm-hmm. now, in, yeah. including like perspective, um, on just how important this studio is to us. Um, so yeah. that was kind of, you know, that first big jump. And then obviously, moving back home to start this was another jump. COVID was a huge jump. And then having kids, you know, we were um, not holding back. We were, you know, we talked about a kind of a plan as to when we would want to try to have kids and Mm -hmm. going on our like four year wedding anniversary. I remember we both were like, okay, the studio seems it could stable. Yeah. Like it could be in a place where we could take off a little bit. Um, Uh You know, we went back and forth. Like I remember talking to his older brothers and, and you know, they had young kids at the time and it was like, how much does this change your life? Like, you know, you see everybody around you um, become fully invested, obviously, into their children when they have children. So we were just a little bit afraid of losing the all the stuff that we had built with the studio. Um, that we liked. Like we, yeah. Yeah. we weren't trying to have kids to fill a void. We weren't bored with like we loved our life. So we really wanted having a baby to be like in addition to our already yeah. like life that we'd worked really hard right. to build. Um, mm-hmm. So we were trying to navigate how and when to do that. Right. And and yeah. again, like anybody can tell you who is either going through the process of having kids, trying to have kids, has kids, like you can't have a plan, you know, like you, you can try to have a timeline. You can try to have X, Y, Z. It can happen longer, shorter, it, you know, you can have multiples, like all these things, right? Like his yeah. older brother, they're, they got pregnant for the first time with twins and then now they have oh another gosh. baby girl. So it's like all these things that you can't really plan even if you try. So when we yeah. decided to to start trying to have kids, it was like, we're just going to let this happen, um, mm-hmm. how long it takes and, and we'll see how we can intertwine those two worlds. And, um, you know, we're still figuring it out, but it's incredible when we brought Millie home. We had this huge banner across our garage that was signed by everyone at the studio. I still have it in my garage. I have a picture of it. I should send you so you can show it. But it's <laughs> like it just makes like having her that much better because everyone from the studio knows her and has, you know, I taught throughout my pregnancy. So everyone like has been around since the day we announced to the day we had her to now her growing up. She's got you three onesies. Like she's come to any event she can possibly Everything. have. <laughs> For us, like like he said, it's up. of course it's hard, and of course you know there's challenges. But mm-hmm. I honestly, think without the studio, I would be a lot more lost. Totally, um, because yeah. you know, post like going back to teaching postpartum um, was quite an experience. I didn't know how it was going to go for me. I actually like point blank told told him um, right after I had her that I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to teaching. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to like help run the studio, but not be so invested in classes and all of that. And, um, I am teaching, thank goodness. And and it's been a great decision and it's just, it's like, couldn't be going better at this point, but you know, it was all of those little things and we're still working through it. Uh, but I think another thing that's just worked for us specifically is like having a partnership in mm-hmm. this, um, yeah. obviously as parents, but then we're 
husband and wife, and we own business, a business partners. together, which doesn't work for everyone. Like, I will be the first to say that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I mean, that's mind blowing. And I mean, the fact that you guys brought Millie into the world with like almost like a whole team behind her. Literally, like our front desk staff, because we teach now on Thursday nights back to back and there's an overlap. Like our front desk staff watches the baby for like 15 minutes every Thursday night. They didn't sign up for that. They didn't sign up for it. Um, So shout out our great front desk crew. But it's literally nanny on the resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's I mean, that's truly it it just goes to say, like, you kind of just have to do it all and figure it out along the way. Mm -hmm. And then weirdly enough the path is, is being laid out and it's very clear that, you know, she's so loved, not just by us, but by all of the people at the studio. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we have a yoga instructor now who's pregnant. Um, she's doing May. And so it's like amazing that I get to like help her and give her advice. And the day she told me, I was like, I'm here and I got you and you take what you need. And, you know, if you don't want to teach throughout this pregnancy, I get it. If you want to stay, I get that too. Um, so now I have that perspective, which is wonderful. So having our coaches who are going through all these other things. Um, we've had, I think we've got two get engaged so far, like during their time mm-hmm. at U3. So again, like weddings and all these fun things were, were a part of their lives outside of the studio. And it's because of the studio that we've gotten to do that. So that's so special fortunate in that. <laughs> Would you say, I didn't even think about postpartum teaching. I mean, you went back pretty quickly after you had Millie, right? Yeah, usually, how long did you take? usually get the go ahead. Um, if, if the pregnancy, like if pregnancy and labor and all of that delivery goes well, you usually get a go ahead, um, to start like movement around six weeks, postpartum six to eight weeks. Oh, wow. I think I got the go ahead around then. Um, and then I just decided on my own to go back to taking class. Um, you know, cycles intense, <laughs> especially after you you have a baby. It's just all that situation is very intense. So I sat in the back of the class um, and I took different people and I would just sit in the back for probably two more weeks after Mm -hmm. that. And I think officially by 12 weeks, I started taking on a really light schedule. Um, And now obviously I'm seven months postpartum and I'm, um, I think I'm four four classes a week. Full on. Um, Yeah back full time. And, um, we actually have a client right now who's also pregnant at the studio. And she messaged me the other day and was like, I'll take any advice you can give for like postpartum recovery and, and like bouncing back and all those things. And I, I was like, number one, you know, you take all the time that you need. Um, it's Mm -hmm. such a coveted time and it's so short. Mm -hmm. Um, so don't freak out about going straight back into movement, um, especially intense movement like cycle is and like boot camp is, um, I said, number two, when you are ready, you start slow. And then my biggest thing would be just don't stop after that. Like you can still continue to go slow and you can build momentum, but don't pull back because the second you pull back, you can find every reason as to like why it's too much again, or, or just, you know, rethinking your life and, and what it's like to, you know, go back into that world. Um, it's a ton Mm -hmm. of pressure on, on moms. It's like this whole thing, right. Especially coaching and, and like this expectation that I should be a specific way or whatever. So, um, I've been trying so hard in all my classes to just explain that like every single person's on their own path, but we want you to be back. Um, we just don't want you to stop when you come back. Right. Mm-hmm. We want you to keep coming and, and grow. Yeah. Like I, my message for the first, I think two months, uh, when I started teaching again was, 
hey, I took a step back, by the way. Like, I personally feel as if I have backtracked. But guess what? Like, every single class that I take is a step towards me getting better. Um, Mm -hmm. And I truly felt the best I've ever felt right before I got pregnant. So once I had Millie, I was like, I really genuinely want to do everything Mm -hmm. I can to get back to that. Um, Right. Not even just physically, like internally, I felt amazing as well. I felt like I had energy, all these things. And that Mm -hmm. was just from teaching so much and Mm -hmm. and just being so involved in the studio. So that was kind of my message to myself too, was, hey, we're taking a step back and it's okay. And now we'll regrow and and do this differently um Mm -hmm. and yeah so it's it's tough for sure but yeah it's worth it (laughs) what aspect of um I guess what part did your community because I mean I know a lot of moms postpartum have a really hard time coming back into exercise and just being motivated to move their bodies let alone like get into a really intense workout routine again Um, What level of the community aspect from Union 3 played into you coming back so quickly? I mean, everyone was so encouraging from the start. Mm -hmm. Like he can attest to this too. He took a week off, by the way, which I was like, you should take more time than that. But for him, (laughs) but for him, it was, it was needed, you know, and that's exactly how we both operate. Um, you have a baby and you are so exhausted. You're not sleeping. Your whole schedule's thrown off course. So after he took a week off, which was the longest you've probably taken off since we opened the studio. Oh my gosh. Uh, Going back felt really good for him. And people were asking about us and, um, you know, checking in with us sent, I mean, the amount of gifts we got from the studio, because we live only a couple blocks away from there. So every single day for those like eight weeks that I was completely Mm -hmm. gone, um, we would, he would show up at home with gifts from people like just thinking about us. So that again, that is something that like, people always mention when they mention union three to us, they always mention the community. Um, Mm -hmm. and yes, of course we worked really hard to make sure that we surround ourselves with good people. But at this point it is truly them Mm -hmm. that drive new people coming in. I mean, it's like, we can only do so much. And now because of this like foundation almost that we've built, we have this solid crew that if there's a new face, it's like, you're going to come in and we are going to make sure you feel good. It's a little, it can be, (laughs) It can feel a little bit like, what are these people doing? Because there's, <laughs> yeah. Because we tell people, like, you know, you walk into class and you're getting ready and we'll say, like, hey, five minutes before we get going, make sure you say hi to somebody. And our mm-hmm. instructors, and like, I know I do, I'll look around and if I don't see someone that I know saying hi to someone else, be like, on the mic, like, hey, Danielle, go say what's up to that guy. Like, say hi, say <laughs> hi, introduce yourself. Just because Tampa can be, I mean, all markets are like this, New York, I know too, but like, Anytime you walk into a fitness community, it's very intimidating, right? Especially if it's your oh, first yeah. time, whether you're visiting or whatever. But what we try and tell people, and we say this in class all the time, and we tell our staff, like, if someone's coming to the studio for the first time, it means that they're looking for something um, mm-hmm. and they're looking to experience something. And and just by showing up and taking the effort to sign up for your class, to park and walk here, they are making an effort to find something that they want, find some sort of connection, find some sort of release, find a little break in their day. Even if they don't think at the time that they're trying to be recognized, like they realize when they get there, oh, wow, these people know it's my first time. Yeah. And then that automatically like flips on a switch of I'm welcome here. And it's the, yeah. same, and it's the same thing. That, like we all want that. Even as coaches, like we want to feel seen and appreciated and encouraged and celebrated. And that's what everybody wants. So I think we're able to build that because – selfishly like we needed that as well right so and if yeah if you acknowledge what you need and and share 
with other people and, and make other people feel that way and they know how good it feels, they're going to then make other people feel that way. So we've had like a very great, tight, close community of, of people who continue to to come and grow and try new things. It's been very exciting. And I'll say the craziest thing is, and again, this is just kind of how things play out when you don't, when you're not trying to be so controlling of, of the story mm-hmm. is when we moved to Austin, first of all, he was there completely by himself, didn't know a soul for two years. Um, we we ended hard. up meeting people over that two-year period, but he was uh-huh. there without me for the first two years. And I remember the first six months, um, you know, it was just like, okay, I just moved to this city. We're all like young professionals and I'm just trying to f- meet friends. Um, and he had somebody who invited him to a cycle class, you know, before he started teaching. Um, and he fell in love with it. Just like the regimented, like I'm going to a class, you know, rhythm-based cycling. Like, and he mm-hmm. obviously ended up being very, very good at it. Well, um, I was gonna say in hindsight, like looking back on that six months where I moved there. So I accepted the job offer out of school having only been to Austin one time when I was like 14 and my brother got married, but it was like a good offer. I was like, let's go, you know? And in hindsight, that six month period where I was there not knowing anybody, I was probably like clinically some sort of depressed (laughs) because I, every day, my first time in a tech job, right? My first time ever not playing sports or being on some type of team, you wake up, you're in the office at nine o'clock, you're back home by around five, five 30. I'd go for a run with my dog and be home by like, 6 30 and then have nothing to do and then it was just like repeat 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 for probably like six months and then this girl i met through the church that i was going to said hey you should come and try the cycling class and i was like oh cycling class you know like up until that point i had always thought you know cycling's for girls primarily um i just visualized like a bunch of older ladies at the ymca just kind of like being very leisurely on their bikes and i went in and was completely shocked i was it was the first time since college that I had felt like I was on some sort of a team and that I was working alongside of people. It was the first time in a long time that I wasn't like good at something just because I had mm-hmm. been, you know, getting really good at these sports for such a long time and practicing for such a long time uh, to really become like a master at what I was doing. So learning a new skill was very humbling, but it left me really wanting to get better and come back. And the mm-hmm. coach uh, who taught that class actually ended up becoming the best man in, in my, in our wedding. Um, but he was an athlete. He was a, a D one swimmer at university of Texas. So like we were really speaking the same language and it really spoke to me. Um, and I started going, you know, all the time as people do once you're hooked in these classes Yeah. and they approached me and they're like, Hey, you know, we're always looking for more instructors at the time. I think he may have been the only male instructor. And they're like, you know, it's rare. We get a lot of guys that come in here. Um, if you'd be interested, we'd love to have you come in and audition. So I, um, practiced a ton, practiced and took a million classes, took everyone's classes, practiced riding on the opposite leg as instructors do and all those mm-hmm. things and was able to end up getting selected, um, trained for a long time. And the first class I taught, the community class was 100% sold out as they are because they're free and everyone's excited to see the new person. And then the next class I taught at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning out in like the like their new studio in the suburbs a little bit had four people in it um and i'll never forget i know every single person who was in there where they were sitting scattered around the room Mm -hmm. um i woke up at 4 a.m to wake up do my playlist like make sure everything was tight and um reminded myself that i was just thankful for those four people who i didn't know who were like willing to take a chance on me that early in the morning at a new studio Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think from the beginning, that's kind of the approach that I've taken is, you know, anybody who walks in the studio is giving you a chance and giving you time out of their day. So we need to show up for them. And that has been really been my approach. And the way I've been able to build a following is, is giving everybody the same amount of attention. And, and, you know, over the years in Austin, I was able to uh, get voted Austin Fit Magazine Best Cycling Instructor one year, Best Group Fitness Instructor the next year, which is really validating for me. You know, we don't really care, truly don't care about those things. But at the time, I was still pretty early in my coaching journey. And the mm -hmm. only people who had told me I was really good at that time were the people I was working for, my clients who would come. And then like my brothers and Danielle would come in and take class when my brothers were out of town from Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, so to have that outside validation was honestly, it felt really good. And it said, okay, like maybe there's actually something to this. And the, um, I'd never done anything in my corporate job that allowed me to connect with people and feel like I was making an impact on people's lives and mm -hmm. having people come up and give me a big old hug after class and be like, Oh my gosh, I really needed to hear what you said today. Mm -hmm. And that felt good, but also made me feel connected. Right. Cause at the time, mm -hmm. you know, Danielle and I were still doing long distance um, I had some family stuff going on. So it was nice to know that people were able to connect with what I was going through in the mm -hmm. same way that I was able to connect with them, which was amazing. So after we started doing that for, I guess I was in Austin for like three or four years. Um, and in my job, uh, it got to the point where we knew we wanted to move back to Tampa um, mm -hmm. just to be back with our family because we we're the only ones who had left. Everybody was still here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, and we started talking. I still liked my job at where I was at. I had a great boss and everything. So it's not one of those like horror stories like, oh, I hated where I was at and I had to get out of the rat race. It was nothing mm -hmm. like that. We always had a desire to get home and start our own business. We just weren't sure what it was going to be. So Danielle and I were talking um, and came up with the idea of opening a cycling and yoga studio. And initially, it was just cycling and yoga. Um, and we agreed and we said, okay, if we're going to do cycling and yoga, then Danielle, you need to learn to teach yoga. Uh, because she didn't know how to do it yet. And I didn't know no how to way. do it. And I didn't have time at the point to learn how to do it. And we didn't want to be, um, we had always had the mission that if we were going to open something, we wanted to make sure we could do anything in the studio, right? Whether it's cleaning bikes, coaching classes, or Danielle still does all of our marketing and emails, like wow. stuff like that. So she busted up. You can start talking about how you started training if you want, but yeah, I, I, um, it was all kind of happening at once. I also mm -hmm. had a job in Austin that I loved. Um, I was able, like I had added, I worked in retail all four years of college and I was one of those that didn't really have a huge clear picture of what I wanted to do when I graduated. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually getting a minor in education. So I thought I was going to be a teacher. Um, I always knew I loved like retail and fashion though. So I was like, maybe I'll do something like that. Um, but then when Austin got layered into it, I kind of just chose the first job that I was offered um, because yeah. it was a brand new city. And I was like, I don't have the time to really dive in to figure out what I want to do. So I ended up taking like a technical rec recruiting job, right? It's like one of those out of college jobs where if you can have a good conversation with someone, then you can do the job. Um, yeah. And I ended up, you know, I did that for nine months. And then um, through actually the studio that he taught at, uh, a client that I used to ride with all the time, you know, we would ride next to each other. Um, she was like an influencer and she had a really great connection uh, with Kendra Scott, um, the jewelry brand that's founded in Austin. And now they're all over the U S mm -hmm. and they're an incredible company. And she ended up looping me in to recruit there for the retail store. So, oh, wow. um, 
it was one of those where I was like, whoa, I get to like work in fashion. I get to work for a retail brand, which is something I, you know, I always dreamed of, but I didn't think was going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, when he was saying that we were kind of at this, this standstill of, are we going to go back home and do this? Or are we going to stay? It was not that, that, that typical story, like he's saying, where, you know, you're dreading what you're doing. Um, I was really happy and excited to work where I was. I had this bomb office, like probably put some New York offices to shame. Like if you ever go to Kansas, it was sick. If you ever go <laughs> to Austin, see if someone can give you a tour. I mean, there was like everything you can imagine in that office. Um, and it was very catered toward women and it was just awesome. Um, cool. and so it was incredibly hard for me to, to, to do what we're doing. Um, and say no to all of that. Um, whereas like, you know, but in the same breath, this was also something that I saw for us too. Um, and it was, you know, you have to kind of like close a door sometimes to go into a a complete different direction. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, at the same time, I started also doing some teacher training at core power, which is, you know, huge, really well recognized, um, yoga studio. I ended up getting sucked into doing their yoga sculpt training, which was like a 75 hour yoga with weights, but it was all beat based. Um, which growing up in like the cheer world, my entire, like every song I hear is an eight counts. So it was like, yeah, yeah it was like, you no, know, every single yeah. thing we did was always to the beat. And I still think in eight counts. And so when I did this yoga sculpt training, I was like, this is really fun. And yeah. it was the first time I'd ever done any sort of beat based weights. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, if I can do squats to the beat of the music, this is so much better. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. It makes it more fun. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up doing a 75 hour training and then I got pulled into doing the 200 hour yoga teacher training. And that was more of like for a personal development. Um, mm-hmm. I had never really done an extracurricular outside of my job. I, I like would just go home and we'd go to cycle. So I was like, this is a perfect mm-hmm. way for me to get out of my comfort zone. And then through that teacher training, it was all coming together that we were probably going to move home and start mm-hmm. this business. So I was like super focused in towards the end of my teacher training. Um, you know, a 200 hour training is no joke for anyone who's done like YTT or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yoga is one of those that um, it's like one of the only like real formal trainings and they have, you know, all of this stuff that goes with it. Um, and my biggest thing that I wanted to take from that was how to teach yoga in a, like not non-intimidating way. I think yoga yeah. is again, cycles, a scary thing to walk into because you're like, my feet don't go that fast, right? Everyone's like confused about clipping into a bike. Whereas yoga is honestly very similar mm-hmm. in the sense of, well, everybody tells me I'm not flexible. I'm, I, I don't know like what, some of these poses are. So my goal was to start like a curriculum for the studio that was simple, that was welcoming. Um, so I think we both kind of had that plan going mm-hmm. in was like, mm-hmm. we are going to make sure that nobody comes in here and is just completely thrown off mm-hmm. by all of this like vocabulary that we're using or the way that we're moving. Like we're going to tell everyone, you know, here's how you begin, like, and then you layer on and that's how you get better. Um, and that goes for yoga as well. So the really cool part of, I think what's been happening with union three is if you, if you're like a psychopath or if you are, you know, a a yogi obsessor, we've actually been able to get people to blend into the other practice, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then boot camp is like, you know, holds it all together. Boot camp was actually an add on, um, later on because of my yoga sculpt training. I was like, mm-hmm. this is really fun and this could make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up adding that in, um, a little bit later because we had the space and the time and boot camp mm-hmm. has now really become like a 
good third one of our most popular focus, yeah of the studio so again you leave a little room right and that's actually why we chose the name we chose we didn't want to choose a name that had any of the types of uh offerings in them because we were afraid mm-hmm. that if we pulled back something or added something on then that would just like throw off the whole name so we tried to pick a name that was just kind of focused on community um yeah. so that's like actually where the name came from pretty much <laughs> that's wild it's crazy how much like even your retail background connecting with like the job that you get at Kendra Scott mm-hmm. wait that's what it's yeah. called right Kendra Scott yeah <laughs> and then yeah the mentality that you two both carry of just being open to change which is such a hard thing that's an incredible skill to have um that a lot of people especially here in new york have a hard time doing Mm because if you're regimented and in your routine and if you don't have a problem with your routine then why change it but life doesn't work that way (laughs) did you guys always have that natural openness to change or did that develop over time i was always open to it. So I, my, I grew up, my family, uh, comes from Cuba. So I'm me and my two older brothers are first generation Americans. So we came here, family came here with nothing. And, um, my dad was an entrepreneur starting, he started his own business when I was like in second grade, but up until that point, he really was working hard and learning from all his different jobs. You know, my d- dad never had a quote unquote, like bad job in this in this traditional sense, just because every opportunity he always taught us was is an opportunity to learn, even if it's not something that you necessarily enjoy doing there, you're there for a reason and you're there to learn a new skill or to learn what you don't like so you can learn and do something else. So watching him navigate starting a business and navigate having a family while also starting a business um, and all the challenges that come with that and having to see him and my mom be very agile and in the decisions they made and the different ways that we couldn't do things, but the way that they can make things fun, you know, while they were very early on um, really taught us to just kind of be adaptable and not have uh, like a very stone cold mindset when it comes to change. I think a lot of people view change as a bad thing, whereas I think change is a good thing. Change, if you're not changing and what are you, what are you doing? You know, and that sounds like a pretty boring life, honestly, not to be, rude but yeah so for, for us like we're always looking for ways to change and we're always looking for opportunities you know and sometimes they they are put on you like covid was and sometimes there are things that you have to like look and actively do and try and be willing to fail like for us adding a boot camp was like a big thing i i enjoy structure so adding in this new modality meant we had to hire new people had to hire more front desk had to hire and do all these things um which for us ended up paying off. I think Danielle would say that she was not always too big on change. Well, I mean, the the reality of marriage and, and deciding you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone is like, you're quickly recognizing where you're different and you're, mm-hmm. and you're either going to try to get on the same page for some things or you're not. And he has always been a lot more of a go-getter. I mean, that's the truth. Um, in his like career world. Whereas Mm -hmm. I've always been very scared. Um, partly because again, like I didn't graduate with anything that specific. I didn't have like this vision, um, nor did he, but he still was able to like, just go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. and even with teaching, like with coaching and, and like my first time on the podium and all of that, it was like, I'm shaking to death. And he was just like, you have to get through it. Like you have to go out there and just do it. And it's kind of weird because I mean, I actually, 
you know, I'm used to, I was used to like performing, uh, you know, through high school and, and like competitive cheer. And, you know, I, I was like in all the church plays, I was like the, you know, like one of the main people, like, so I never really had a problem, like going out and kind of like being on some sort of stage or things like that. But, um, Mm -hmm. I think I know myself enough to know that I like security. Um, and so like, a six on the Enneagram, if you're an Enneagram person is like the, you're secure. It's like you appreciate security. And so therefore mm-hmm. change is a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. It's not that I, I can't do it. I just, it's going to take me a little bit more to like embrace it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas he'll just dive all the way in. So again, even with this decision to move and start the studio, um, it was, it took me like a second, but I wasn't going to say no, because number one, I just saw how like much it was going to mean to him to go after it. And number two, I was like, if I have somebody telling me that we can like dive in and try this thing on our own and like go for it, I have to go too. like, there was just no way I was going to say no, Mm. um, at that point. And I think that's the beauty of of like listening to each other in a relationship um, and hearing each other out, especially if you're so stuck in a certain way. Um, and we're continuing to do that. You know, we're continuing to grow. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's incredible. But, I mean, it goes yeah. to show how good of a team you two are. It's really cool. And I think, you know, with, again, anybody who might be listening and owns a business with their significant other or would be thinking about it, like there's reasons why, I mean, we could have said every reason why it won't work, but in the same breath, like we have both stayed just incredibly open-minded and know that we're on each other's team. And we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and that, that is what keeps us going. Right. Even like becoming parents, it still is like, what are our roles in parenting? What are our mm-hmm. roles in the studio now? Um, you know, like how do we make time for each other? Mm-hmm. We have to have certain cutoff points for like if we're at dinner and it's supposed to be a date night then it's like five minutes of studio talk and then we'll, <laughs> and literally, we yeah. we'll literally have to say <laughs> Boundaries. Last, last, last work question and then we can like eat our calamari and she's like okay deal <laughs> or uh, or there will be times and this is really funny because just as he you know dives all the way in and I dip in my toe. Mm -hmm. He also is like super chatty and talkative and thinking his best in the morning. And I am a zombie, like the Fox meme where he's sitting on the chair and it's like (laughs) hairs everywhere. Like that is me. And then at night it'll be like 11 PM and he's has one eye open. And I'm like, I have this idea for the studio really quick. Can I run it by you about blah, 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 blah. And he is just like, yeah, no. No, (laughs) So I actually have to ask and he has to ask, Hey, are you in like a space where I can talk to you really quick about something for the studio? And mm-hmm. either we'll be like, no, let me wait until I'm in a better <laughs> spot or like, yes, I'm open to hearing, but it's, it's, we are learning that truly 100%. every single day. And it's kind of the same with parenting and all the other things that we're going through is like, are you in a headspace where you can hear me or do we need to just take a second and like revisit this? Mm-hmm. And and it sounds like so silly, but it, it works very well. Totally. Yeah. No, I want to bookmark that tip because that is like one of the best communication tips that I have ever heard. Like my boyfriend and I are the same way. I'm a morning person. And so when I get up, I can get up at 5am, have my coffee and it may as well be two in the afternoon. Like Dang. I am that fluent, but him on the other hand, like 
have to like wake him up because he won't wake up to his alarm. And then he's like, huh? what right. you, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because it's like, you know, it's like all that stuff they teach you like in premarital counseling that we went through. It was like, Hey, you know, um, like communication and all these things. And it's like, seems so black and white and easy and normal, mm-hmm. but you have to get really comfortable with being like, I love you, but not right now. And yeah. that can be hard for people because they don't want to come off as like dismissive or something. So we mm-hmm. truly have to be like, I don't have the headspace or I'm just not there. Mm-hmm. Like we can't yeah. do this right now kind of thing. And now we both just understand it with each other. You know, you got to get through mm-hmm. those first couple like weird conversations, but now we're both like, all right, it is the time or it's not the mm-hmm. time. And then yeah. we go from there. So I think that's really helped um, <laughs> help with like studio balance and work-life balance. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's all about, you guys are so open to learning and that goes to show because you have to learn about each other constantly with all these new endeavors that you're taking on. Totally. But- we learn about each other. This is our first time ever being like managing a team. So like learning how to talk to people and how to be direct with people and learning how to say yes and enable people to do things while also saying, learning how to tell people no, mm-hmm. um, which, which is something that I'm still working on. It's very hard. I don't like to tell people that it's not the right time to do something, right? Yeah, but as a business hard. owner, you can't do everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have it. That's why we have a team. You know, we haven't mentioned like my two, my two older brothers are our only business partners. And um, you talk about things like lining up. My middle brother, Matt, is a CPA, like by trade. So he's our CFO, runs all the runs all of our numbers. So we do that in house, which saves us so much money. And he's been like a complete lifesaver mm-hmm. for us. And then my oldest brother, Richard, um, deals with like mergers and acquisitions and running businesses. And, and so like knows all the ins and outs on like how to run a good successful business. Oh so it's like, I have a built in like business advisor and a CFO yeah. that we talk to all the time. And like, they have been the biggest enablers for Danielle and I, and mm-hmm. They were the first ones to say, you know, when they found out that Danielle was pregnant, like, hey, you guys, like, take as long as you need after you have the baby. Like, if revenue goes down or whatever, like, don't worry about it. We will figure it out, which most small business owners do not have that luxury yeah. um, of having, like, of having, you know, investors right. and business partners who are so understanding. So, like, they've been a massive part in just, like, allowing us to, like, really focus on the business and not have to deal with all the other outside noise yeah everything is so in alignment with you guys that's insane (laughs) great so we were talking about how you guys made this decision that you wanted to create this business and you're very passionate very excited about it kind of went all in what happens from there you pick up and move to tampa then what so my oldest brother richard called well we called them and say my brothers and say hey we're down to do this Mm -hmm. call your real estate agent and see like where we can find a cool spot that would be right um so i give them all my list of requirements like needs to be the perfect spot and i get a call back literally like four days later hey i think we found a place and danielle and i are kind of like freaking out because we weren't planning on leaving that early nobody knew um we thought it was going to be like you know months and months in the works that was like in August or September, I think of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then um, from that time where we found where we are now our space to the time like we closed on a loan with, with our bank, that was like two and a half months, like everything was moving so fast. Um, And then like a local newspaper lady got record of the transaction and reached out to me and my brothers 
while Danielle and I were on a trip in Napa. We were like living our best lives. It was like our second anniversary or third anniversary trip to each other. Our our yeah. jobs didn't know. Nobody yeah. knew because we still had no idea what a timeline was. So we didn't want to tell our jobs. So my brother calls me on our way. To Literally, airport. like we're in a like a rental Mustang convertible, like living our oh best God. lives, driving home. He calls us and he tells us this whole thing. Hey, they're going to run this story in two days. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Hang up. And then Danielle and I both like kind of start crying because it's like a lot. We have to tell our bosses. We got to tell our best friends. Like it was like a reality that had hit that we're really doing it. Which, yeah. Which again, you can look at as a blessing in disguise now because it was. It, it's almost like if we had had more time, we may not have done it or we may have had all these reasons as to why we mm -hmm. shouldn't so in that and that's something that his oldest brother richard is like incredible at i think mm -hmm. is just being like let's go let's just do it yeah. like come on just start you know? before and you're ready it's, yeah. and he does a lot of that too now which is it's it's kind of true it's like if you think about it too much you're going to find every reason as to why it's not going to work so when he told mm -hmm. me can we you know give him the okay to let this lady put out an article about how this studio is coming i was like oh my gosh like every part of me was saying no like we were talking about before it's like this means that like everything's out it's there it's official right yeah. yeah and that's not a, a girl who doesn't like a lot of change it's not a good yeah. thing it is <laughs> happening so, <laughs> but yeah and and she did she put it out and uh, i think we called our our told, told our jobs like the day before yeah. our best friends that was like the hardest conversation ever you know like we envisioned living our adult lives mm -hmm. like all together in the same place mm -hmm. um yeah it was crazy but necessary <laughs> yeah and then we spent the next so that was 20 december 31st 2018 and then for the next 18 months almost we we were doing construction on our space which um, you know I, like construction advice is like things take three times as long as any timeline you could put together which we had no idea right <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we're so we're like young naive like so excited you know they told us you know may of of 2019 so we're like ready we're putting it all over the website and it's like no it was like fall we had coming soon on our windows forever yeah oh. um but even then though that was a lesson for us and like you know just because your space is under construction doesn't mean like the bank the bank doesn't want to start getting their money paid back so we had to figure oh, out wow. a way we had to figure out a way to open and start getting some sort of community in so we set up a pop-up location in Danielle's dad's warehouse next to his job that he's still, that he's at, he does landscaping and irrigation. So like we literally had like bikes and a yoga studio, like makeshift yoga studio, sharing a wall with like gasoline cans. So like, <laughs> yeah. So we like, we like worked with them, with Danielle's parents. Like no really bathroom, made, no AC, no water fountain. It was truly like Florida. show up, bring your own shoes we did, and bring your own water. Otherwise you're going to faint because it's so hot. In here. Yeah. And you gotta it was do what you got to do. Because the bikes were the very first thing we got when mm. we were, when we agreed to do the studio because we knew they would take a long time. Mm -hmm. So we ended up, that was like our first big purchase was getting all the bikes. And then when we realized construction was going to be so delayed, he was like, we can't have these bikes sitting here for a year. Like they have to get, we have to start doing this somehow. Yeah. So we ended up doing like some training in my dad's space that mm -hmm. he had his extra space. We had four bikes in there at one mm -hmm. point we were just training, like teaching on auditions. a Sonos speaker. Yeah. Oh doing like cycle auditions. And then when we ended up getting enough bikes, um, I think we ended up putting like almost, 25. Yeah. In, in there, we called it underground. We ended up charging like 10 bucks a bike. And then we started selling out these classes like every week there. We did $10 drop-ins there from like August, 2019 until 
January 2020. Yeah, well, it was crazy. There was no parking. It was like, <laughs> I can't believe people showed up, truly. But but the people who were at Underground will still, who are still at the studio today, will be like, they just recall that moment so well. And that's like another part of the community mm-hmm. that's great. It's like, oh, I was there since the Underground days. Like, Literally like before like, day one. OG, OG, right? Oh, and so it's like, if we have those people to hold on to, like we can keep going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how the beginning happened. Um, and then we, uh, you know, we were finally able to get the go ahead again. This is, it's so chaotic opening a business. We, we told everybody our first class was going to be February 29th. It was leap day, leap day, 2020. February, yeah, 2020 at like 5 PM. I think he was going to do a cycle class. I was going to do a yoga class right after. Right. So it's already mm-hmm. out there. It's on Instagram. It's everywhere, but we hadn't gotten our CO, um, from our, from, it's the, the city or it's, whatever. It's, it's like the certificate from the city that says like, okay, you guys pass all your inspections. You can have um, clients in the studio now. Which you, you know, you have a chance of them coming in and saying, oh, you know, that light bulb's not in properly. You have to, we have to come back out next week to recheck that one light bulb, right? So oh we were like fingers crossing. We were just going to get this certificate, like hoping mm-hmm. and praying for the best. The, I think the appointment was like like three o'clock. So these people are in there like looking around for an hour. So we're now 60 minutes out from having our very first class and still no certificate of occupancy. Um, and we, you know, we had stuff in boxes, like it was wild. And they literally handed us the CO and walked out the door. And the second they walked out the door, we are like unwrapping yoga mats and like just running around. Like, our front crazy. desk staff was waiting around the corner for the guy to leave so they could they come hiding. in and start- yeah. And start like actually working because they weren't even allowed to work. Like we weren't allowed to have any, <laughs> any employees in. So like Danielle and I would go in because we were the only ones allowed to go in there. Danielle and then our manager Katie um, would She's go like, in. Come, come, all right, file it oh, in. It so all the front desk is like, yeah being filed in. Like we need to look back on the camera footage <laughs> of that because it was pure chaos. And Forgot then about that. within you know twenty minutes of that people are walking in the studio and like we wow. sold out the first few classes of that evening. And it was like an incredible way to kick it off. Um, and you know, that, that for me was like, has been one of the best memories so far, mm. like COVID aside, you mm-hmm. know, obviously COVID threw everything off, but um, having that very first class and like having every single person come in the room and you being able to speak out this, this thing that has now been two years in the making at that point, pretty much mm-hmm. um, and see like bodies, on the bikes and bodies on the mats of like these people that you've been telling this about. Um, that was like chill bumps moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely like, has been one of the greatest things so far. And now any class, you know, that we have is this fun and exciting and like mm-hmm. new people are exciting, but that was like a very memorable moment for us. That's so special. Um, <laughs> I guess this, I might know what your answer to this question will be. And we could go there. Um, you've mentioned COVID a few times, but what's something that you experienced in getting Union Three off the ground that you haven't, that you hadn't anticipated? Having to close like 16 days later, literally, oh, it was 16 wow. days. So like we opened February 29th, and then March 16th we had to shut down. And so for us, again, like I talk about, like the bank still wants their money. Right. Because at that point, there was no like COVID anything, like no support, nothing. So we very quickly like. Well, that was your brother's idea. Rick, Richard, my brother said, hey, what if we just like give people the bikes, like lease the bikes out to people? I mean, we were thinking of 
we were thinking of all the craziest things, right? Like, how can we have outside classes? Our studio had no room for an outside class. So we were like, can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't drag the bikes to a dirt lot because we have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. It was truly like racking our brains of how can we fix this quick? We really didn't have time to like sulk in the fact that COVID was there. No. It was more yeah, I was like, ask, like, hey, this is our livelihood, right? No. And yeah. we had just gotten this small business loan and all these things. So, so we ended up, he we he threw the idea out there. I said, "All right, I guess we'll do that and teach classes on Instagram Live while we figure out like how to do a online platform." Mm-hmm. So Danielle posted on Instagram, or I posted on Instagram. Hey, we're going to be closing the studio, but we know you guys still want to ride. Um, we're going to be leasing out our bikes. Here's the cost, whatever. Um, sent- Thinking that maybe like five or six people yeah. would be interested, and like- then literally within like an hour and a half, we sold out of forty three bikes. Oh, um, Yes, which was insane. It was like overwhelming, like kind of in a good way, but also it's like, okay, well now how are we going to deliver these bikes to people? (laughs) It was, talk about like, well, so I rented a U-Haul and then me, Danielle and Katie, our operations director, literally drove all around Tampa. We drove, ended up driving 375 miles over the weekend, um, just dropping people's bikes off. So like taking them up and down their apartment stairs picking them up, getting them fitted. It was a, a cluster and in, in, <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it. Like me and Katie, like literally like walking upstairs. I have also some great footage of this, like in, in apartment hallways, the three of us like rolling these bikes. And also just a side note for anyone like starting a business. If you are like, you need to find a, just a killer operations person. Yes. Cause she was our first hire essentially. And she's been with us since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she is like the third musketeer. She just fits so perfectly into the two yeah. of us and is like mm-hmm. balanced. And it just goes to show because she's the one in the U-Haul with us. And we were literally all three in the U-Haul, like, like shoulder to shoulder. I'm driving. We're just Yeah. And she's <laughs> like helping us roll bikes. So it really does help to have somebody like that who can like be along for the ride with you and not really ask that many questions and question what you're doing and just be like, okay, I'm in it. I'm in. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And still with us. Shout out Katie. (laughs) But that was like a really big moment for us because we met a lot of people like face to face who we hadn't really met before. It's like, we had people who had never even been to the studio who found out who wanted bikes. So like, yeah, of course you can have a bike so we could go and people were so excited to see us. Cause remember everybody was scared. Like, a lockdown what does this mean like no one's working out no one has anywhere to go it was like yeah so everyone was was so hard to make with people too totally so we delivered all those bikes started you know figuring out how to do a video platform which my brothers matt and richard like took on while we were handling the bikes and then Danielle and I just started teaching classes on Instagram live, which, which that I, was back when everyone was scared to go live on Instagram. Yeah. Like it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want, like, I don't want to do this. Like we were so scared that first one we're like, are we seriously about? Cause you know, you get a notification that someone's live and you're like, Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, it's like, you know, oh wow. The whole world knows. And it's you and you join in and it's like you and one other person on the live. It's like, Oh, let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. <laughs> crazy to think now because it's not even been that long and now it's like oh going live is not even a big deal like we have tiktok now and like all these things right Mm -hmm. and it's just so funny to think about like how much has happened even since then that's Mm -hmm. only three years ago um but yeah so we started doing instagram live and then we ended up building a platform you three at home that we were able to do yoga classes on boot camp classes we did on there um and cycle. cycle And they turned out really great. And it was good. It was, it definitely wasn't perfect, but it was a way also for us to 
keep our instructors making some sort of money. Like, so we would tell them like, Hey, you can come in and record anytime you want. And we'll just pay you a flat rate per class that you take, which was like, cool. It wasn't a ton of money, but it was like the best we could do. And literally like people could come in and do as much as they want. So it was a really good um, experience for us. And I think now that we've had the like luxury of being able to look back on it on the other side, honestly, I think it was a positive for us in the sense that it made our team very, very tight. Like our original cycle instructors are still Mm -hmm. our original cycle instructors, like are the only ones there, right? We still have our OG yoga people um, and our clientele that we were able to gain out of that. Like we appreciate them as much as they tell us that they appreciated us because they literally like this is if the studio doesn't work, like Danielle and I have to figure out something else to do, right? Like this is our livelihood. It's now our baby's life. So we really take every client and every connection we make at the studio, like so personally, because it is, right? It's, it's so big. So yeah. And I mean, we fought through it that year. I think in total, we closed for nine months out of the 12. I'm pretty sure because I think we closed for three months, might've been six months out of 12, but you know, it was 90 days, the first round, and then things were kind of you know, looking back up again, and then we closed again. Um, and so that first year was like almost half the year our doors were shut. Mm-hmm. But now that we've pushed through it, it's like you again, just like the moral of the story is like you figure it out. Um, and I know that affected everybody and, and no one is the same because mm-hmm. of going through that. Um, but it's like our perspective now on being able to just have a class of actual people is there's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now we just truly are like not afraid to trial anything at this mm-hmm. point because it's like we went through that. We can we can really go through anything. Yeah. Um, but it changed our perspective on a lot. Um, you know, we want to really focus on the studio and and just continuing to grow it there um, and making sure we have great people. And so it's it teaches you lessons. You know, you have to let it teach you lessons. Otherwise, you're like. <laughs> We, my, my friends and I always say this quote where it's like, if you, if you don't laugh, then you'll cry. So yeah. it's like, just laugh, <laughs> you know? Like, Is that how you got through the last two, wait, yeah, was I, it two years? I'm trying to remember like what, how long that span of time was, but yeah, I mean, it one and a half. Yeah. I mean, we like just that. hit, long we, just time. Hit, we just hit three years open like yeah. last week. So yeah, it's been wow. the first, yeah. I mean, it's been the first year was just a wild year, but it yeah. still yeah. technically was three years total. Yeah. So but you figured it out. <laughs> and you always do, right? I mean, you all, I think people, you always figure it out. If you yeah. wake up the next day, then you figured out how to get through yesterday, yeah. right? And I think that's the biggest thing. And we always talk about, you know, even with pregnancy, which was such a big unknown for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we always said like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. It's never the right time to do something or to do everything that you want to do. Like on paper, we were laughing about this the other day, like, you know, starting a new business. We've had like, financial troubles early in our marriage we've had a baby we started a business like on paper we've gone through like all the crap that like would break up a relationship but we're so like i I literally like it's like gas her up too much but like she's the best like we're so much stronger for it but i think the big thing is we always tell each other it's like we'll figure it out what's the worst that can happen Mm -hmm. and are we willing to live with like whatever the worst that can happen is and more often than not like the answer is yes right like in my mind, the worst that can happen is like waiting too long and then you lose an opportunity mm-hmm. or looking back and saying, man, I wish I would have done that. Or looking at something like COVID and sitting back and being like a victim and waiting for something to happen. It's like, well, no, this is an opportunity for us to grow and learn and try something new. And in hindsight, like 
prove to ourselves that no, we can actually power through this and figure it out. Therefore, like we can figure out this next hurdle that our life is going to bring us, right? Because when you're when you're working towards something and you're working towards progress and trying to get stronger, trying to build a new skill or trying to get a new job, you're going to get pressure on you. And that pressure isn't punishment, right? The pressure is is the price of of trying to push and fight and and make that next step, right? Mm -hmm. The pressure, I mean, we used to say in football, like the pressure is a privilege. Like you want to be number one because that means that you've really worked hard to have that pressure on you to perform, mm -hmm. right? And that's why we we show up to the studio every day and and practice and do hard things and do things that we can't do because it's all interconnected. If you can mm -hmm. train yourself to be open to trying new things and failing and then trying again, in the studio, then that same skill that you build is going to uh, show itself outside of the studio as and, well. And I'll chime in and say, for some, that's a lot easier said than done. Like mm -hmm. there, I think there are just some people who, him, who, you know, he can't just like, again, it. this goes back to jumping in, right? Like he can just jump, he can dive all the way. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas for me, it's a little bit, I have to like dip in the toe. Yeah. So my advice for someone like that, right, is still exactly what he said but maybe start smaller mm -hmm. or like surround yourself with someone who has like a bigger vision mm -hmm. like that. And you can see and learn and grow from them. Oh, they're not afraid of anything. Like they are not afraid of failing or they are not afraid of looking silly or they're not afraid of being embarrassed. And mm -hmm. those are the kinds of people that you, you want to be around because you yeah. want to learn that same thing. Like if you're, I mean, if you are afraid of it, then it's never going to happen. So, mm -hmm. um, I think for someone like me, you know, I'm definitely, I was definitely like just trying to ride the wave with him and like do the things that he does. And I have now slowly, very slowly over time, felt myself get more confident in certain things in my life. So like yeah. becoming a mom and like going through pregnancy and going through labor and all these things, it was like, I actually really did believe I could do it, you know, and it's and that a lot of girls specifically, like a lot of women are definitely less confident in that regard, right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think just if you can start a little bit smaller mm -hmm. and start doing the small things and, and you can get bigger and bigger. And that's like what I talk about in every class I teach is like, you're not here to do it all, but you are here to like, try to master something today and be proud of that little tiny bit of mastery yeah. and a small victory, because then you look back at that tiny thing and you're like, wow, remember when I thought I really sucked at that and I'm good now or mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, start small, but you know, people are built different and their mindset is different, but we can all end up going after it. If you just like train yourself, you know, to at least be around the people who are listen to the people or watch the people who you're inspired by. And right. then you, you do it that way. I like that yeah. you said start small. Like the last example I'll say is she's a beast. Like she taught all through her pregnancy, but yeah. she took it one class at a time. But honestly, for me, what's almost as impressive or more impressive that I was really like shocked is because I was in the delivery room and any guys or girls who have ever been in the living room, <laughs> OMG, like it's crazy <laughs> it's so in there. So scary. I looked, by the way, the doctor's like, Dad, you want to look? And I looked, insane. I'm so glad I did. I'm not going to be like a traditional guy, like, oh no, unbelievable. <laughs> wow. But four days later, after she had the baby, I was like, hey, what if we go for like a short walk? And I wasn't sure if I was going to get like punched in the face. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> or if I was I'm tired. Like, yeah. Or like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Four days later, she put on a pair of leggings mm. and we went on like 
I think uh, they were like shorts with a big elastic band, but it's fine. Whatever. But like, and we went on literally just like a, like a five or 10 minute walk outside with the baby in the stroller. And I think on the outside in, people would look at you postpartum and coming back relative to other people like pretty quickly yeah and be like oh yeah of course she could do that you know she's like she's a fitness instructor it's very easy when really it's not like you've just trained yourself to take the small steps start going on a five minute walk and then slowly it becomes 10 minutes and the truth is it has zero to do with the physical like no. zero i had zero plan of physically getting a body back or getting back to pre-pregnancy, like zero. And I, mm-hmm. I will say that time and time again for me. And it is like this 90% of the time it is mental. Like if I'm stuck inside all day, it's just not working mm-hmm. for my brain. Like, yeah. and so the yeah. walk is because I need to move and like breathe fresh air and like just move my body so that my mind can be cleared. Mm-hmm. And now I walk with Millie every single day. I've been walking with her since that day four. Um, and it's like really funny because I see on the days where we miss our walk, like I even see her kind of get a little stir crazy. It's yeah. like she, she, the second we get outside in that stroller is like, whoa, the outdoors. And it's like, that's what we need to remember. It's like, it's movement for clarity. It's not like movement for physical mm-hmm. change. Like that will come, you know, like right. if you start to really love the way that you feel inside, then all of that stuff on the outside will come. You'll start to want to treat your body well. And and all of that. Um, but yeah, it had nothing to do with the physical for me mm-hmm. at, at all. And I like cherish those walks now more than anything, like more than class. It's like those walks are my peace in the morning. And right. I definitely, I get up at seven 30 now, which is a huge milestone. We're, we're <laughs> there getting you go, there. Girl. Getting there. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. So, and yeah. I mean, also I think like in tough moments, you guys are like the biggest testament to this is building the support system around you when totally. you are going through hard times, even if you have such a strong mindset, like it, it can crack every now mm-hmm. and then, like maybe at a certain point in this whole pandemic situation, you guys were not sure how yes. it was going to go. And like, yeah. just having those people around you to remind you, like, look, it's hard, but you're going through mm-hmm. it and you're going to get to the other side. If you have mm-hmm. those people around you, it makes all the difference. A hundred percent. And, and, and leaning into the ones that you trust, because I think a lot of us, you know, I mean, we're friendly people. You, you want to talk to people about what you have going on. Um, and I was like this in pregnancy a lot. We're like, kind of like this in, in parenthood now. Um, but it's really only seek out advice from the ones that you genuinely trust and, mm-hmm. and want the advice from, um, a lot of people are going to just going to give you stuff. Um, and that, that's the kind of stuff you might have to just brush off, but yeah like that's talking about your circle, right? And like the the true people that you can confide in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell everybody everything going on in your life. Like, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to get a lot of stuff that may not, you may not vibe with or want that specific Not advice. all feedback is good feedback. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So exactly what you said though, right? It's like your community and trusting in like the small group that will actually help you grow. And mm-hmm. that's, different for different people. But, um, we definitely looked into that. And again, his brothers were a huge part in that. They were Mm -hmm. like, if this fails again, we will figure it out, which was really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, at the time, again, knowing that they were like partners in the business, right. So we're letting them down too. Um, if it doesn't work and that was really hard to take, cause you don't want to let down family like that. A lot of pressure for sure. Um, so, but 
we made it. You made it. <laughs> we're so, climbing. We're climbing. We're still, yeah. And you're, yeah. But I mean, climbing so high, it's awesome. Um, so, I mean, the restrictions lift. You guys finally get to have these in-person classes. It's so exciting. Um, what did growth look like post-pandemic for you guys? Was it pretty natural? Did you feel the need to do a different type of marketing? Like, what did that look like? Very, all of our growth has been very slow and organic. So like we haven't, to this day, we haven't spent a dime on any sort of marketing only because we don't really know how. So it's like, we've met with, there's all kinds of marketing agencies and stuff out there that, that'll pitch and make offers, but that stuff's expensive. And frankly, like we just don't have like a big budget to do stuff like that. So yeah. like Danielle is literally our marketing team. Like, and <laughs> like, she does all of our social media. She figures out how to do reels and all that stuff. But wow. for us, like the real, the real marketing that our studio does that drives growth is just like people telling people and being nice to people in the studio and, and things like that. So for us, it's been like a very slow climb like very slow and some months we we go backwards um and but that's where you just need to continue to trust the process you know and yeah. figure out new ways and remind people and and meet with our coaches and see how they can work to get new people in as well in their circles so it's just been very very slow incremental growth and right. i think there's so much good in mm -hmm. social media i mean the truth is that like you can do incredible things now on mm -hmm. your own just mm -hmm. with social media, but it's just as easy to be like inauthentic mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. uh, and that I think was our biggest thing yeah. was like, we're going to answer every DM. We're going to like reply to every comment. We're going to make sure like we recognize any follower who posts their milestone photos. Like it's mm -hmm. that simple, but that's the stuff that matters. And, and we're not trying to we're not trying to get to hundred K if we do, that's wonderful. But what it needs to be is like genuine people yeah. who are fans of what we do. Um, and no, otherwise, cause yeah. it's, it's just, e it's like easy now to, you know, blow up in that way, but it's like not legitimate. It's, right. It's you like, don't have a real connection with. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was like, not something we were down to do at all. Yeah. Um, it's really funny though, because now it's going to be out there that I run the Instagram, but it, people will DM the Instagram and I'll reply back sometimes in my own voice, forgetting that they don't know. And then they're <laughs> like, is this, who is this? Is this Danny? Danny? Yeah. Like, who is it? Because sometimes I will like comment on my own pictures. It's like, that's so, so funny. Silly. Fire emojis. It's like, all right. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, it's just it's like that's total small business life. It's like we we do a lot of it. We don't do it all, but we do do a lot of yeah. it. And it, but people it, will be like, uh, okay, you also just taught my class and you're responding to my DMs. Like, yeah, here but, I am. But I think that's, that's, like, that's something I think that we always will do just because it's like we have, like I said, like we have gratitude for everybody who comes into the studio just in the same way. Like if someone comments on my freaking Instagram picture of like, me teaching a class as silly as that sounds like mm -hmm. that's time that they took and like a thought that they put to like send like a good vibe over to me. So yeah, it's like, it we're grateful for that. And it's important that we reply back and acknowledge that that energy is being exchanged. Yeah. Yeah. In creating a community, it takes a certain type of leadership to bring about certain people. I was going to ask where you guys look to initially to grow such like a welcoming, open environment, especially after a time where people were scared to be closer than six feet of each other. Um, but like, where did, how did you curate the community that you have now? I mean, I think honestly, a lot of it is 
everybody at the studio has become like our circle. Like mm -hmm. those are our friends truly to where it's, we, we curated it just out of a necessity for our own like social needs. When we yeah. moved back to Tampa, we didn't know a ton of people cause we hadn't lived here in 10 years. So we did have a handful of friends, but um, we didn't really have friends as like adults or as yeah. married, yeah. like as Danielle and Frank mm -hmm. married, we didn't have that type of community here mm -hmm. when we moved back. Um, we were very fortunate to have family. I think your brothers and our sister-in-laws and my parents mm -hmm. were coming to like every class, truly. Oh, every, every class. class. In the beginning. Um, so we were fortunate to have that. And then when we started hiring the very, very initial team, our operations manager, Katie, she had a crew of people because she had lived here for a while. Mm -hmm. She came from the cycling world. So she brought a couple of friends into the studio to try. And so she helped us grow. And, mm -hmm. and now we're like incredibly tight with her, like as more than just business partners mm -hmm. were friends, you know? And mm -hmm. so um, I think it, and then our yoga instructor, Alexandra, I found on LinkedIn because I didn't know, you know, my recruiting face, I put my recruiting face on and I was like, I don't know how else to find a yoga instructor. So I truly was like on LinkedIn. And when we found her, we ended up having mutual friends from way back in the day and she ended up bringing people. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just, it was like the people we sought out, we trusted them to bring other people like that in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just how it happens, right? That's how yeah. it becomes so organic and, um, and authentic. Yeah. And and, mm -hmm. and it's still like that today. Mm -hmm. Like we have our people who are like, I have this friend who's never been and I want to bring her. And then we know immediately when that person comes in the doors, because that's oh. like, oh, so-and-so told me about you coming. Like, I'm going to make sure that I yeah. say hi and that you feel comfortable. Um, but it's that, it's like that small and then it turns into something so much bigger. So that's really how it's so funny. I've had, I have a friend from elementary school um, who I hadn't seen literally since elementary school show up at the studio one time. Oh um, she was just in class last week, mm -hmm. Sam. And it's just funny because it's like, I didn't think I'd see her, you know, ever. And yeah. so now yeah. she comes and she's brought like three or four coworkers who consistently show up. So it's also just about like, again, the beauty of like social media and being able to stay in touch with people and they see what you're doing and they're like, I want to come by. Yeah. I've had like ex high school teachers want to come mm -hmm. in and try class. Like one of my old teachers who's amazing. She was like, when I'm come to town, I'm going to come take your class. And Aww. it's just like, Whoa, you know, you would never yeah. have that. Um, so that's kind of how it is. It's, it's, we just tell everyone to come through, come try it out. And mm -hmm. you, you see old faces, you meet mm -hmm. new ones. Um, and that's the beauty of being in your hometown. I think it's, it's a double-edged sword, but it's been growing so well and, and we're very fortunate in that. And most people who are at the studio are not people that we knew from our past life here. That's so, so. cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, just creating it organically. So you two are really great at connecting with not only your union three community, but also with people and places far beyond the studio walls. I know that you guys recently partnered with brands such as army all the way out in new york city um and you guys hosted a dual event together so um can you tell us a little bit about how that went down how did you connect with a studio all the way out in new york city and where did the idea come from in connecting the studio for an event that was, yeah. a, that was another covid like a, that, a thing that happened kinda, yeah. because of covid almost i so i when i was at my old job i used to go to new york once a month for work um, and I would take Atkins class at Seoul. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, like back at his old spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, whenever I was in town, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's awesome. He's so, he's like, great, you know, mm -hmm. follow him on social media. And I would always just like send like, hey, great class, great class. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And then once 
COVID hit, they started doing their online classes as well on Instagram Live. Um, and then selfishly, I was able now to start taking his classes again, just because I wasn't going to New York anymore. Yeah. Um, so I started taking his classes a bunch. And uh, he did an Instagram Live one day, just like chatting. And I was on there and he's like, hey, we're, we're thinking about doing some pop-ups somewhere. If you're ever interested, uh, reach out, send me a DM and reach out. So I sent him a note. Hey, you know, here's who I am. I've taken your class before. And he was like laughing, like looking back at like the DMs from like 2016, like great class today. Um, <laughs> and we started talking, you know, he's from Bradenton, which is only like 45 minutes from Tampa. Yeah. Um, also has an ath athlete's background. Like he grew up playing tennis. Um, so like all of everything, his story is like resonates a lot with me and kind of my upbringing and my mindset. So I always felt kind of drawn to him and his style of classes. So yeah. after we spoke for a little bit, um, it was clear that we both kind of like run a similar operation and like similar mindset and philosophy in the way we work. Like his brother is a coach there. Yeah. My brothers yeah. are involved. Like his sister does all their merch. My wife does all of our merch. Like <laughs> it's like a family affair. And like yeah. he yeah. he really like weaves his business into his own personal life and it's all interconnected. So it was such a natural fit. Um, and we were able to have uh, him come down and he coached uh, boot camp and cycle classes over the weekend. And it was a really great time. And a bunch of the army um, clientele came down as well. Yeah. And our, like, as soon as they walked, I'm getting goosebumps talking about like, as soon as they walked in and like met our people, it was truly like such a good fit and like such a good, like cohesive team to where mm. it's like everybody, we went there last year, last March and uh, took a bunch of practices with them and kind of went out for drinks and dinner and everything with their whole team and all of their, their clients and everything. And then some of them will still come down to our studio and take classes. And we just had some people go back up this past weekend. So it's been a really good uh, kind of like internet connection that we made turned like IRL <laughs> that um, we've like continued to have and, and grow. And uh, you know, we take their Friday zoom classes every Friday and we have like team mm -hmm. Tampa and the whole team thing. Team it's fun. He, he's just somebody who I really respect and um, kind of look up to in the space just because he's done with his family, what essentially like we're trying to do with our family as well. So I really respect him and his approach and his leadership and coaching style. Well, it's just, and it's just fun knowing that there, that you can connect that much bigger with something you love. Like we all yeah. love mm -hmm. this. It's more than a class for us. It's more than a workout for us. So mm -hmm. when you get to connect with other people who love it like that too, it's like, you know, it's like when you are connecting over any other thing, right? Like yeah. I'm obsessed with like Bravo. So if I meet someone else who's obsessed with Bravo, it's like, you know, and then you go on and on and on about like all the so Bravo shows. Yeah. So it's so fun mm -hmm. when we get to meet other people in groups who love it too. And who are um, supportive. Like I yeah, want to see him yeah. crush it. And like, yeah. as soon as I heard about Lululemon, I sent him a text. I was like, dude, yeah. unbelievable. And yeah, like, cool. and they want, cool and they want to see us win as well. And that's not the most common thing in this industry. People are weirdly um competitive, competitive yeah and and you know i think when you find go back to like finding a circle of people who like want to see you win and give you good tips and advice like that's mm -hmm. the, the best example of it they're just they're great and even that like you know in honor of women's history month and all of the you know women founded businesses out there i've actually connected with several women-owned fitness studios there's one in dallas um that i message back and forth with this girl all the time never met her in person but i swear we are like very, very 
much the same. And it's like, Mm -hmm. so fun. I, I will ask her for advice all the time on, Hey, how did you push out this challenge? Or how did you do this and that? And, um, I think that's so cool that you, people are willing to share, um, and they want to see you win. And and she's asked me for things and it's like to the point now where I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of like, it kind of, I'm kind of doing things here. Right. Like when someone else is reaching out or asking us for advice on how to open their own studio or something, it's like, that means a lot. I will mm-hmm. never not take the time to tell somebody every ounce of our experience. Um, you know, partly because we've had people do that for us and we've had people support us. And mm-hmm. also, by the way, Akin was, I think the first person outside of our family to find out we were pregnant because he came into oh. town to do the pop-up on like two weeks after I found out. So we had to tell him because he wanted me to ride podium. And I was like, you can't push me that hard because I'm <laughs> pregnant she wrote and podium like, though and Jeez. i was like you can't tell anyone and he literally so shout out him he he knew before like my best friends it was just so oh funny gosh. so yeah just a small world and then literally a year later um you know all of us when our, our friends went out there and, and mm-hmm. took class and we couldn't go this time with because of millie but we'll we'll come next time for sure <laughs> i guess definitely need to make a trip up here yeah <laughs> and i'll yeah. join you yes. well, i need yes. to make a trip down but yes you know. and i mean our thing has always been every trip we take anywhere we figure out where we can go take class mm-hmm. and just like enjoy like being a student and, mm-hmm. and like getting to know people so mm-hmm. um that's a fun thing that now we get to do when we travel um yeah. is go there and, and that's kind of how we like to spend our vacations and stuff and we are that annoying couple that works out together on but vacation. we also but we also <laughs> totally like grub and relax and like do yeah. all the other things too so it's just a part of it for us right it's you guys do the community yeah. part of working out you guys aren't yeah. like isolating at a gym <laughs> lifting oh like, which right. no no shame to those people no, in that game but like the community aspect is so cool and depending on your personality and how open you can mm-hmm. be like you can create that anywhere the best oh, part like you guys were saying um and that's what's really cool about the fitness industry i think if you're really close there are people out there who can be closed off there's communities that feel a little more clicky maybe but the minute that you just show up authentically mm-hmm. and stay open and lead by example i think that creates a whole domino effect and 100 totally. yeah. yeah i mean i envision this world one day where we'll like you know how people go to like music festivals like there's going to be like fitness some festival. sort of fitness festival. Oh, like, we all get that. to meet each other and like oh, we yeah. all get to experience each other's worlds. Cause it's when you love it that much, it's just like, it's just fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's like more for the people and the community aspect mm-hmm. than it is like the physical. Um, that's just an add on. It's fun yeah. for us. So <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> um, well, speaking of, do you guys have any spring or summer event plans that we can put on blast or for us to anticipate. Well, we have our 30 anniversary coming up for the Tampa oh, friends fun. or if oh, anyone gosh. wants to come and join, we're doing yeah, our, 30, Tampa. <laughs> our 30 anniversary party is, is coming up, which is fun. Um, we always try to do something again, community oriented. So we're going to do like a block party this time and have people come out after class, which will I be fun, that. like on a Saturday and just hang out and chat and get to know each other. So that's always mm-hmm. a fun thing um that we do tampa's blowing up like come come take some classes there's an addition hotel just opened up so you can like turn it up if you're ever in town (laughs) and you know of us from this podcast like slide in the dms we'll hang out it'll be a good time it'll be worth your time it'll be nice come down we love the connections we love you know oh i know meg i know you know anybody so 
love to have you. <laughs> yeah, Tampa has really blown up. It's not. I, I don't recognize it when I come home now. No, it's <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah, this it's... building's here? What? Yeah, yeah I mean, and it goes to show, like, your mom was telling us about you forever. And then that first time you came in, I was like, what a small world that you had, you know, you had connected with all these people that we know, yeah. too. So it's just, it's like, that's the best part is, is always like someone bringing somebody. And even from like our world in Austin, it will be mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, I used to take your class there, or I used to work with you there. Or I've had coworkers who had to come on trips to Tampa and they'll pop into the studio. So it's like, you still get to make those connections, even with like old worlds, which is mm -hmm. the best. Totally. I love <laughs> that. Um, well, just as you two are leaving quite the legacy, bringing Millie into the world, that's for one. <laughs> but also with your studio, I want to know what legacy do you each want to leave on Tampa and beyond through your leadership with Union 3? I know that is getting like, deep. I know. I think I want, I want to build a team of people who are open to just figuring it out. I think there's a lot of people who, <laughs> who hold themselves back and try and have the full picture defined before they take the first step. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think there's this movement right now of viewing resistance and pressure as a bad thing or as like a sign to stop. And I I hope that by people coming across us and interacting with us, that they'll start to view pressure and challenge as a way, as a sign to move forward and to build resilience and to build confidence. I think confidence is learned. And I think it's practiced and I think it's honed in and I think it's something that anybody can have. So I think that that's probably my biggest thing is I want to leave a group of confident people who believe like truly believe that they'll figure it out, whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. And, and, and I think for me and just like what I've experienced is knowing that like movement is directly connected to like your emotions and allowing yourself to pour out so that you can recharge. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and something I didn't mention was, you know, growing up when I said I was a gymnast and then I got into cheerleading, I had this picture of my parents. They, they always worked out together. They were members of the YMCA. So they would pick me up from school and I would go to gymnastics at the YMCA while they went to the gym and they worked out and they still, to this day, work out together. Mm -hmm. Um, and they both would tell you that it's not, again, it's not really like for their physical, of course, they're wanting to stay healthy and all of those things, but it's just something that they've always done together. Um, and it, it gives you this opportunity to let out things that might have been just holding you back from your day. Like we have all had the days that have just felt like a drag. Um, and something, you know, when he was teaching in Austin, um, I remember like on my worst, worst days, I would still make it to his class and I never regretted showing up like ever. And I still don't regret like when I teach on the days that I don't want to teach, I rarely ever hear him say that he doesn't want to teach class, but there are days where I wake up and I'm like, your girl is not feeling it. And I still have to show up in front of these people and like somehow figure it out. Um, and I never, ever regret doing it. Like, I'm never like, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have taught that class. Or I wish I wouldn't have shown up to that class. It's like, there is so much importance in movement because it's directly affecting like your mental health, right? Like in, in so many ways. And for me, that is like the only answer as to just like release some things sometimes. Of course, there's all these other wonderful things that you can add and layer on top of that, right? Like if you if you need to, but I truly believe that it starts with movement and, and making sure that you set that time aside in your life because then it opens the doors for all these other 
ways totally. for you to let things out that need to be let go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're, we're in a world where it's hard to do those things. Like a lot of people don't do that anymore, especially because of COVID. It's mm-hmm. like the amount of people we've met who have said, you know, I haven't been like to a studio in XYZ amount of time because COVID just like put me back and that's understandable. So if you can get out there and just move, mm-hmm. right. Start small, start with the walk, start with mm-hmm. like a 10 minute, you can literally like start do with a, the walk. Yeah. Like start with the walk. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to the the full on marathon. Right. So yeah. um, that's probably my biggest thing is, is like making it a part of your life because you see how it affects way more again than just your physical. Totally. So I love that. I just watched the Creed movie last night. I haven't seen oh, it. I want to see that it. One. Not the new one. I need to see the new one. But I just yeah. I was home alone. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the original. And um, the thing that I love that I like literally had in my head today at cycle practice because I was just like exhausted. But um, I think it was like Rocky who was telling the guy like one step one punch at a mm-hmm. time oh, while this guy's eye is like swollen shut. He's like one yep. step. <laughs> wow. so good. You can do it. One step. It's true though. It's, it's like the smallest thing, right? Just yeah. try, just do it. Just make one more step, one more mm-hmm. pedal stroke. Literally. Right? <laughs> like you can hang on <laughs> one more turn. Yeah, exactly. Like I love that. in yoga, it's one more breath, one more breath before mm-hmm. you have to stop or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so for real. Awesome. That's the motto. I love it. <laughs> well, Frank and Danny, it's been so great to learn so much more about you guys. I mean, I already knew you were such special people, but seriously, like one in a million, this couple. <laughs> but Thank we like you. to, okay, of course, um, we like to wrap up the show with a quick sweaty six, which is a rapid fire six questions that I ask you. And you give me the first thing that comes to mind. Now, rapid fire always freaks everyone out. It doesn't have to be as fast as possible. <laughs> okay, but let's do it. You ready? Let's, go. let's, let's go. do it. Okay, first question. What is the best piece of advice that either of you have received or given? You're ready. Oh, all right. What about you, Danny? I'd say... Probably it's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. I love that. What is the worst piece of advice that you have received or given? Mm. I was told at my previous job that I was too young to be in the role that I was in, which is BS. <laughs> I agree. Um, I mean, I think as a whole in pregnancy, I was given a lot of like weird advice. Um, mm-hmm people like just commenting on my body, uh, like how small I looked or big or things like that. So I, I, I wouldn't say that there's like a specific thing, but I'm not supposed to give advice in this, but my advice is never give a pregnant person advice unless they ask. Boom. <laughs> That's yeah, my little plug. Drop the mic. My plug. <laughs> I love that. Um, can you guys name one fitness myth that you can bust for us today? you don't have to be fit to start working out. I mean, that's, I I think it, for me, it was going to be like, there isn't a specific type of person that is built to do a specific type of thing. I think if you cycle, show up and you will crush it at cycle. If you keep showing up Mm -hmm. and it's the same with yoga, you don't have to be a certain type of body 
before you get into the class to be good at yoga. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking about the flexibility thing. It's like, you don't, you're not supposed to show up already flexible. Right. right? And like with cycle, it's like, you're not really probably going to show up already knowing how to sprint Mm -hmm. or like run really fast. Um, You don't have to be a certain type of person or build to show up to the practice. You just need to do the practice and you become that. Just show up. (laughs) Um, What is one song that you guys can't stop listening to right now? Oh gosh, right now. Mm Mm-hmm. There's oh, a lot is, that just came out. <laughs> oh, this, funny. this didn't just come out, but I still love Rich Flex. 21. Can you do something? I feel like I'm that's such like, a Tampa song for some reason. Oh, like I'm I always st- think of Tampa. <laughs> I'm still on that so hard. So hard. It hits. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. I don't even know. I just made like a playlist of a bunch of a bunch of like oldies. So this is does not <sighs> like it's not relevant to something that just came out. Come on. Give but it. I'm like, I'm, there's this song. It's, I don't even know who the artist is like Evelyn Knight or something. It's called love come down. It's like an old, like, come yeah. Down. Like if you put that on, it's just a vibe. So <laughs> I, I don't know. That. Like the old school beats. <laughs> you need that. Yes. But we are both like, I think we're both big. We were, very big into the Fred again release oh. and the Skrillex album. I know. Album All of that is like circling my head right now, but it's nice to hear something else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right. That's the thing I think with like TikTok nowadays too, is like songs get beat to death, unfortunately. So it's like, you can only like them for a half second before you're like, like if you listen too much and if you listen to that skrillex album like walking down the street of new york you might like sh- punch somebody in the face <laughs> literally i tried Maybe that like- the other day <laughs> yeah. yeah it didn't outside, outside of that we have like the wheels on the bus and and patty cake in our head these days yeah. so <laughs> all I'm different like, vibes turn it off uh-huh. yeah that's so funny <laughs> Um, okay. Um, different direction. <laughs> Your astrological sign and how do you resonate with it? So let me just go ahead and say this. I know my astrological sign is, but I'm not like. And we, neither of us really have much. I'm a Libra, but I don't know what that means. I'm a Cancer and apparently they're very compatible. I do know that. And I'm sure that like whoever listens to this, who like loves astrology is going to be like, oh, he's a Libra. He would say that. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I all I know all I know about cancers is that they're emotional and I do know I truly every other cancer I've met I connect with very well. So I don't know what that means, but I feel like People we gotta just go love out. cancers. Cancers <laughs> always have the best reputation. Like, oh, that's see? good. And yeah. Millie's Millie's a Leo, so y'all can tell us later what you think about that. <laughs> She's gonna be um a superstar. That's all you gotta okay. know. Leos we are like, like I've heard mixed things. I was like, oh gosh, is this is this okay that she's a Leo? But I also know Leo's who I love. So shout yes. out my She might Leo be friend. loud, that's all. Well, well she has loud parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it works. Um like, finally. You're... Loud music since she was born. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's gonna be used to it. <laughs> um, final question. What's your go-to post workout treat? Oh. Love I think this. we're very different in this. Yeah, you can go first. I am. I like take pride in making my own smoothie. <laughs> so I love like banana. I add peanut butter. I add spinach. I add vitamin C. I add my flax seeds. I like want it to be as heavy as possible and like fill me up for hours. So I just like, oh, go yeah. in like, and he is not a big smoothie guy, but you do love occasionally when I make you one. I'll like taste what's left of your. I live for like a good smoothie after I work out. That's just 
I don't know why it feels like the li- like a liquid drink just feels the best. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this isn't a treat, but like I love, I can like taste it right now. Just like a good liquid death, like sparkling, like club soda. He is a weirdo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I told Danielle, That's nobody it. can chug. Nobody can chug a sparkling liquid death faster than me. Something incredibly no, random is like we're it's just like it hits. We're like sparkling water snobs. Like oh it's very God. bizarre. We both love it. When we went moved to Austin, we fell in love with Tobo Chico. Now we love liquid death. Oh, put it in the put it in my veins, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah. That's so funny. That's my mom snack, is too. We'll let it slide. Yeah. It's a treat for some. It's a treat. It's a treat. You're right. It wasn't supposed to be a snack. <laughs> we get like all different types of responses for that. Like I have a friend um, who I think hers was like a buttery croissant from this coffee shop. Another person said like mm. toast with butter. Oh, come on. I'm like, come well, on. We didn't you get everything, really you know, yeah. everybody's different. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I think you go through like ebbs and flows too of like post-workout stuff because some days you're burned out from something and you're like, yeah. I just want to 180 it. Oh, we did use, we did go on like an avocado egg and cheese on like a mm. Cuban bread kick for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, we that have Victory Coffee amazing. right by yeah. us and they make the best breakfast sandwiches. So right now it's liquid death. <laughs> liquid death. Shout out. <laughs> it is hard to like when you're teaching again in the night, it's hard to like go really ham on a post workout because then you like with cycle specifically, it's like you gotta be careful because you can come up quick. It's a fine line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I found that rice before, like just plain rice, like brown rice, it does wonders. Oh, I could see that. No, I could see that. Huh. Yeah. Get the carbs I, in. I'll have to try that. I accidentally tested that out because that was the only <laughs> thing in my fridge. But I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. This should be fine. And I, like I that. took off that day. That's, Strong. See, that's good advice. I need some stuff like that sometimes because you you walk in there and you don't know what to expect depending <laughs> on what you've eaten that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, real quick though. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you guys well it's been such an honor to be able to sit down with you guys thank you so much for coming thank you this is awesome any opportunity to connect and talk about the studio of course we love so thanks for giving us the opportunity and can't wait to see you soon i know i'll be down soon don't worry uh before we sign off though tell the people where they can find you on the web and irl Ooh, on the web instagram frank Nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S. And the studio is at Union 3. It's Union and then the 3 is spelled out, T-H-R-E-E. Studio. Studio. Yeah. Union 3 Studio. I'm still fighting for Union 3 by itself. Someone has it somewhere. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. And I'm Danny Nicholas on Instagram. Same thing. D-A-N-I Nicholas. And then you can find us in downtown Tampa. Channel, channel side, a block from Water Street. So much fun happening there. So Hope to see y'all. Yes. Please. And it's getting better and better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know. Every single time I come back, it's crazy. Um, All right. Well, everyone, be sure to connect with Frank and Danielle. Find them on Instagram. And if you're in Tampa, run. Don't walk. Come through. So much fun. (laughs) All right, guys. It's been so great having you. Thanks again. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate you. All right, signing off for now. Until next time, stay sweaty, my friends.